machine anyways. Yeah. So what you could do. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dean. Uh, I don't have my audio plugged in oh, yet. You muted us. Hold on. You're on mute. We're on mute. Somebody's on I'm mute. I'm off mute. Hey. I was on mute. Hey, hey it's good. Hey, you guys, you, still, what, you guys you rent a studio now? What the hell? You got your own studio? <laughs> I built this. Joel built it, man. Yeah. That's in your basement? Yeah. That looks, that looks very oh, legit. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, brother. <laughs> it's falling apart. Falling apart. <laughs> I swear to God, that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> I busted the whole yeah. studio. Uh, the whole thing just slid off here. This is gonna get so. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'm complimenting I swear to God, the studio. This has never happened before. As it, as, and I That's perfect. Joel, the, as soon the as you start amazing. complimenting it, it just self-destructs. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Curly Nation Season Three, Episode uh, Thirteen. Interim season finale. This is not the season finale. It's almost the season finale. Well, it's the interim season finale. It's the interim season finale. So, anyway, uh, first of all, thanks to Modus Financial for their support of Curling Nation. We really appreciate their support. If you have an online store, you need a point of sale system, you need some sort of credit card processing system because you're selling all kinds of uh, really good stuff. Uh, contact Modus Financial, uh, moduscc.com. Uh, contact Mason to um, get all your credit card processing and point of sale equipment needs. Um, also, we still have merch if you want some cards, uh, end cards, um, or some M&Ms. These M&Ms are ours. <laughs> you can go find your own M&Ms because fuck off. Um, if you want some end cards, let, let us know. Kind of have the show coronation at curlynetwork.com. We can set you up with some end cards and you can support the show. Great. Right. We've been crushing MMs last We've been few crushing MMs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did a trip. Official, official sponsor. Of um, I did a trip to Costco just last week and there was the big giant tub of the big giant tub of M&Ms was there so it was calling your name what's yeah. the is that the thing that Costco gets you for every time no uh, meat meat no i mean like well, what's the thing that you weren't planning on buying at Costco when you go to Costco and then you end up buying it's either M&Ms or chips how about you for me it's the uh, if they have the tub of jelly beans the jelly belly like Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. That's usually what gets me. Mine is the uh, giant thing of goldfish crackers. Oh yeah. Oh sure. We I we also have kids, so I mean, like my kids crush goldfish. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything. Usually, it's jelly beans for me. Okay. Jelly beans. All right, let's talk about junior nationals. Curling stuff. Curling. Uh, U21s out in... Broomstones. Broom, Broomstones out in Boston. Wayland, Massachusetts, Wayland? to be technical. To be... Got it. Sorry. Uh, it's a suburb of Boston. Great. I won the 1998 Mixed National Championships at mm. that curling club. 
Mm. Do we figure out if your name's still on the junior trophy? It is. It, it is. is? Yeah. Oh, spectacular! Mm. Great. Did they add a? They add a ring? I don't know. Three. It was last year, anyways, because I yeah. remember we yeah. had this big concern when we had Poplinski on the show, yeah, that's and right. he then saw the trophy. He confirmed it shortly yeah. oh. after that it was okay. still yeah. on there. So you're still on there. Okay. All right. And speaking of that, he was the coach of the runner-up team at mm -hmm. this year's Junior Nationals. From Eau Claire. Team From w Eau Claire. Wendling, I think. No, Team Wendling won. Team, Team Wendling, Wendling won, won for the men. Oh, he Hebert. Yep. Yes, there you Correct. go. Correct. Is the yep. Eau Claire team, right? Yep. Okay. They lost the finals. Close game. Close-ish close game. Um, Got it. I think Wendling was up a few coming home, uh, but he had to make a pretty good shot in the ninth otherwise i think he would have only been one up okay playing the last okay but they went through undefeated uh where are they from do we know wausau wendling, wendling is from wausau yeah wisconsin's oh. back Whoa. baby mm. yeah let's go um, that's a pretty awesome win for them i guess <laughs> <laughs> nerd alert yeah. uh ladies Team Shield. Shield. Yep. Team Shield won. All right. um, they were only three-handed in the final. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they played where the whole from? time. I do not know where they're from. Do you know where they're from? Um, are they from North Dakota? Are they in relation to like the Shield Could Sports be, Empire? Could be because uh, I know that the Shield I, Sports Empire is yes. in the curling world. Got it. I, so I'll, there's right. a good chance. Shields again uh we will definitely take your sponsorship again like the lack of research on the show it, well let's come I mean, comes through just so shines it shines bright like a diamond shines bright like a car going into the ditch so <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh both teams i think are on their way to junior b's correct next year they'll have to play junior b's we gotta go through junior b's which is in um i don't know how to say it. it's in finland uh, they always uh, play it in finland nowadays loha or something loha l-o-h-j-a i'm going with loha loha sure so it's more hawaiian type I don't name it's not I don't aloha uh, <laughs> aloha means hello and goodbye <laughs> God damn it, guys. It's more that like happened. German. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. A low, low, yeah. No, oh, yeah. it wouldn't be that low. either. I don't know. Well, sure. Well, they're they're both going to junior B's. So. All right. Okay. Um, also, uh, so is that it for jun juniors? We good for juniors? Yeah, we're good for juniors. Yeah, okay. we're good for juniors. Okay. I was going to look, oh, good, good good uh, look up the pronunciation of Loha. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to look up the pronunciation of Boston. No. It's Boston. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> uh, you're saying it wrong because you're not getting into a fight when you say it. So. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, um, Dean's spinner shot. Okay. Everybody's probably seen oh. it. Oh, never mind. Yep. Okay. Or they yep. can look it up easily enough by it, going it, to the Google it's and all, saying... It's all, it's all over the internet. Dean's spinner shot. Now, it's everywhere. A lot alert. of people are... Awesome claiming that this is the greatest curling shot ever made it can't be because he lost the game Ooh, no, is, i don't think that's that irrelevant is, I, you think so 
I don't disagree with Joel because I think one of the greatest walk-off home runs ever would have been Jose Bautista and his home run in the playoffs a couple years ago. But then they didn't win the series, so it's irrelevant. I think it was a pretty great moment, but it wasn't one of the greatest home runs ever because they didn't win the series. So they didn't win the game, not one of the greatest shots ever. I think the best part about that particular home run and yes. that particular person yeah. was the next season He's when he got drunk. punched in the face <laughs> by that guy <laughs> on the Rangers. Rubened or doer. Yeah, right? he Something slid like in that. hard yeah. like to try and break up a double play, and then they kind of got in each other's face. And there's a great picture of him and getting then, punched in the face and his sunglasses and, coming yeah. flying off. And... I don't know. I got nothing against the Blue Jays. I don't particularly like the Rangers in any way, but like that moment was just kind of the ultimate like screw you back yeah, moment I, yes. for the guy from but Texas. Back to curling. I, I agree with I, Joel. I, I know nothing about That's fine. baseball. So fine. Like, I, Sorry, I don't know what the hell track, you're talking about. Track. But I was trying yeah. to equate it with I agree that it might not be one of the greatest shots. It's a really good. It's a really good shot. It's a. It wasn't a shot. It wasn't a shot to win. It was. It was a, it was a shot for the extra. Right. Which still really good, but they still really good. They still didn't win the game, but I like to say you have to consolidate. You have to consolidate mm -hmm. that shot by winning. The but game. like the greatest, like the greatest shot, the the slim double to win. Like that was to win. No, actually, it wasn't. That was to force yeah. an extra, but then they that stole was. in the extra. The so they won. double? Yeah. yeah double, that, was, so they won. that was to tie. Also or it was to tie in the 10th, but then, he won. But but then, then won. he won. Then he won. I think it was the most creative shot ever played, uh, at least by today's standards. Yeah, because teams do, like, high-performance teams do practice that stuff today right like to, what, well like, they do like well like gol golfers like they'll practice every once in a while like throwing a left-handed like sure. shot like just something weird they don't practice it a lot but they do practice it right allegedly the dean's team practices that right allegedly uh and then a video surfaced a couple days later and mike McEwen said he did it what two out of ten times on the intern and one out of eight on the outturn or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I I think we might see it more. I would be surprised to to know how many practice that consistently, but I could be wrong. I'm sure they practice. I'm it. guessing that's not something I'm... you practiced regularly, was it, Craig? If no. ever. Uh, I wouldn't say never, but I definitely... Like, I never practiced it. The only times I ever practiced a spinner was to try and figure out if I could get basically a draw to go straight sideways at the end. Sure. Uh, like, on a track where I had no chance... Like, the ice did not allow me to make this shot. Yep with throwing it as good as possible mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever and, and you know just papering by a guy right. or something yeah but mm. if i threw it with 50 rotations 
for the last you know three feet that it goes forward yep will it go three, three feet, feet sideways, sideways also and i never really got it to work that way i've seen it mm-hmm. work that way yeah. for but it, you know maybe that just uh varied based on ice or stones mm-hmm. or the amount of pebble out there at the time <clears throat> Uh, I think it was incredibly creative. I think we will definitely see a lot of people trying similar shots yeah. in the future. 100%. So I did do some math on that shot. Yep. Uh, I slowed it down. Because you're a nerd. Yes. Right. Yeah. Not True. <clears throat> um, so it was a 3.98 second backline to hog. 14.98 seconds hog to hog. Okay. There was so the way that not all that awful on champion. I mean that's so it's kind of draw weight. That's like draw yeah. weight though. Yeah. Yeah, that's um according to uh Team Sweden's lead who responded on twi- Twitter like yeah. that would have been uh top eight foot weight. There you go. Um and so the way they did it was they they showed a Dean coming out of the hack and then releasing the stone on the hog line and then they cut away to showing just a Dean and not the rock and then they cut back to the rock. Mm-hmm. So w- when they cut back to the rock to when it stopped, um, I I tracked that there was seventeen rotations for 8.26 seconds from when they showed it to the far hog line. Okay. So that came out to 2.05 rotations per second. Okay. So uh, that's an estimated of 30.83 rotations from hog to hog. Uh, There are another 14 rotations from hog to hit, 5.5 rotations uh, hit to stop. So just over 50 rotations from when he released it to when the rock stopped. Mm. Got it. And it ended up being like he hit it and it rolled a bunch. So yeah. When that's a lot of rotations, when they called that shot, what do you think in his mind? He thought his odds of making it were. Five percent. Ten percent. Five. Ten percent. Five percent. One in a million. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I. I, I think he probably. I don't know. What was all that one in a million talk? All that one in a million stuff. Yeah. So uh, you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> uh, maybe ten percent's too much. But if he I, if he truly practiced it as much mm. as he kind of claims that he has, because I think he mm. said that he mm. practiced it for like twenty minutes that week. That week. Yeah, at a club before they started. Huh. Like, really? I think that I saw a tweet that said that. Maybe I read that wrong, but interesting. That I, you know, yeah. if if he truly practiced it that much, then I'm gonna say close to ten percent. Sure, yeah, sure. But I don't know. Was, I mean, maybe in reality, he's just yeah. like it was one percent. It mm. was fun to watch. It was awesome to see it made. I mean, you're obviously never going to see it if he doesn't make it, right? 
mm-hmm. but it was it was pretty cool. And I, I agree that it will, you'll see it. You'll see it tried a lot. You'll see it tried forward. a lot. Yeah, I saw some things on on the twi- Twitterverse of people doing it at slams that were that had no chance at a shot, so they did the spinner shot and it didn't work. Right. I think that it's going to be a little bit like the beginning of uh, directional sweeping and broomgate when people still had the mm, yeah. the, the, the rough fabrics, rough fabrics where sure. there was a lot of videos mm. of doing this and that with the stones. and mm-hmm. So we'll probably see a decent amount of it. And then it'll kind of become... I don't know. A little bit more common enough. It'll become common enough mm. that you'll see, it'll get tried mm. a there, couple times per event. Sure. Are there going to be probably very, very rarely made? Are there going to be more trick shots? No. In curling or no? I don't think so. It's, uh, do you call that a trick shot? In today's curling, yes. What about last week's curling? <laughs> That would be craziness. Like, I in last week's <clears throat> curling, I'd call it a trick shot. In this week's curling, I'd call it a very unlikely shot. I think it's. Uh, I think there are just so many factors between like the ice and the rocks and the striking bands of the rocks. You know, the running surface of mm-hmm. the rocks and the and the striking bands of the rocks. That it's just it's like, I think yeah. there are just going to be a lot of scenarios where it's going to be tried, and even if even if you finger quotes make it like he made it you know maybe the running mm-hmm. surfaces are just that much more dead or the houses are that much sure. more dead yeah that it won't get made like oh dean made it and i did the exact same thing yeah well, right. the rocks are that much different the, the rocks are different. different you know so like a couple months ago i was at the club and uh every year that when I used to, when my kids used to go to a different school, uh, there was just this like charity auction and I auctioned off, you know, two hours of curling. Yep. And, uh, these same guys won it every year. And so they came back. And so this year we didn't like, they won it three years ago, but then we couldn't play because of COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. so this is like a leftover prize from three years ago that these guys come out. Love it. And somebody at the other, at, the, who was at the club earlier just left all the stones at the far end and so i got my guys that i'm like you know out there kind of guiding them through a game a little bit but mostly just letting them do their own thing and i just go to clean up these stones and i start spinning them back yep. you know i'm wearing street shoes um oh. and You're i started wearing street shoes on the ice i was <sighs> Jesus. It's okay. They were You're trying to get not me in trouble. Not Jeff. I'm not, not <laughs> You're trying Jeff. to get me in trouble. I'm, they were... Uh, you made sure to clean them. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. They were... I don't know. The ice was dirty anyways. It was a Saturday <laughs> night. Um, and uh, I was spinning them just to see how they'd go at the end because somebody did this in the Scottish Championship or something like that like a week or two before this. Mm, yep. And they made a split that maybe... That was Oscar Erickson. No, no, this was a different one. This was oh, some okay. Scottish guy tried it okay. and made a Got split it. that... I'm not even positive he threw the right turn to make it. 
like as he wanted because he like he fired an intern at it yeah and i feel like if he really wanted to roll his shooter he should have been firing an out turn with a hundred rotations mm-hmm. Did he make anyway it? he made it but so well, then maybe you're wrong maybe i'm wrong <laughs> i haven't practiced this enough but anyways i as i'm throwing these stones a hundred years ago, I realized that if you want to get all the rocks from one end to the other, if you spit it 30 times, you don't have to throw them very hard, and they make it all the way down to the other end or close mm. to it. And so I just started doing that, and I did get about three of them down, going that way. And then I'm like, oh, I should watch how these like end. And at our club, on that ice that night, they did not they go straight side. They yeah. mostly just went straight mm-hmm. and then kind of stopped. But yeah, it was sure. also slow... And flat because it had been used all day and hadn't, you know, and our ice, our rocks weren't super sharp. Sure. So, yeah. I don't know. Lots of factors go into it. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of it, but we should get into our interview probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's all I got. That's good the, um, the mixed fours is going on right now, which we get into with Dean. Uh, good luck to those teams. And also the five and under championship up in Hibbing starts soon. Oh, yeah. So, good luck to them. Good luck to the purple pretenders. Good luck to the purple slash, pretenders slash team, slash Nick team team Nick. So, uh, good luck to them, and uh, thanks thanks to Ben for buying some uh, cards for ends. Uh, Ben's going up to five and under two. Five and under two. So awesome. Good luck. Is that the dude from Austin? Yes. Sweet. I saw they qualified. Yeah. They came up to the. 500 here. Yes, I did. Yep. All right. Great. Yep. Super. So, one, two, three interview. Uh, let's get to Dean. Let's All go. right. Uh, we got a great guest today. I don't have a lot to say about him. He's a pretty accomplished curler, but more importantly, right now, he's the interim CEO of USA Curling. Nothing more than that. Welcome to the show, Dean Gemmel. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, nothing happened this year, so this should be yeah. a pretty quick interview. Should be, should be pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> a pretty wasn't it a pretty quiet year in yeah, U.S. I think curling? It was a pretty quiet year yeah. in the USA yeah. curling. Yeah. Uh, you're you're yeah. coming back on the show. You're a second time guest, <laughs> which is great. But uh, last time you yeah. weren't you weren't as important last time. So uh, oh, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> it was still important. Yeah. It just his title maybe wasn't maybe as his important, title wasn't, but wasn't what it is. now. I'll give you that. Yeah, so. I don't know if I'm more important. Just uh, more, more around, more, uh, more, more in talking and moving around. I guess more than anything. So yeah, sure. um, all good though. Good. good. So uh, so right now you're pre- pressing the flesh at out in Denver at uh, mixed force. Yeah, Mixed Fours Nationals here at the Denver Curling Club. The club's doing a great job. Um, but we did say, you know, we wanted to be at every national championship this year. So that's what what I've done. And, and this is, you know, it's been great to be at them, actually. It's been a been a privilege in a lot of ways to be able to go to all these national championships and talk to, you know, people from all over in U.S. curling and uh, hear both the uh, the good feedback and the, and the criticism. And it's all welcomed. Have you been getting a lot of advice on uh, what the USCA should be doing? Yeah, I, you know, I think that's always the case. The, the, what we learned back in the fall was just how passionate the curling community in this country is. So I always say that's one of the positive things that came out of everything. Um, so people have tons of ideas, and, and I don't know if there's another sport where people are as engaged in 
you know, thinking about ways to improve our game or grow our game or, you know, get more people to, to watch our game. So, uh, you know, I, I welcome all of it. It doesn't mean I don't have my own opinions on some things too, but uh, I welcome all of the conversation. Nice. I think that it the curling atmosphere world plays into that a little bit more too because it's not like you know you can show up at the ballpark and talk to the commissioner of baseball uh yeah i think that is part of it craig you're right it's part of the organic uh something happened you know curling both teams of four and clubs and everything else it definitely is uh says something about the nature of the sport well, it's just part of our sport in general. You get done with a game and you sit around and you talk to the people you play against. And, I mean, frankly, you could be one of those people. You aren't currently, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely a very social sport uh, in, in that regard. So I think it makes makes people comfortable sharing their ideas. Yeah, I think so. I think that's part of it. And, um, you know, like I said, just all welcomed and, uh, and appreciated. Anything like off the top of your head that you hadn't thought of that you want to want to highlight, or are you playing that all close to the vest right now? Well, yeah, I'm not going to go get too deep into in everything that's happened this year, but I think we made some good progress in some areas, and I, I think there's still nothing we can't do at USA Curling to improve or sure. do things a little bit better. But um, you know, I, I think overall, you know, I I think. First of all, I have a really great staff with USA Curling and people are incredibly dedicated and they're really working for the best. I think one thing I tried to stress this this season was that we would make mistakes for sure, but when we did, we would be transparent and honest about them and own them. And we, we've had to do that a couple of times this year. And I certainly have, you know, at times done a couple of things that, you know, I could probably roll back and do differently myself. So, mm -hmm. you know, everybody makes mistakes. Um, you know, and I think that's just part of uh, life and curling, I guess, right? We've all made mistakes on the ice as well. So that's the big change we're trying to – not change, but the thing we're trying to do is just make sure we're upfront about when we do, you know, have something that doesn't go exactly as planned. So about those things not exactly as planned, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but, um, you know, the GNCC uh, got kicked out, and that's – you know, we can't not talk talk about it. So, um, yeah, for sure. We think that, like, certainly I think that USA Curling can't go f forward until we're all going in the same direction. So, um, like, what can you tell us about the status of that? And, like, I know, um, I know we all want, both sides want, want the best for USA Curling. We want more curlers, we want more TV coverage. We want uh, Team USA to do well, um, but we all got to be pulling in the same direction. So um, what's the, st the status of that discussion on, on bringing both sides back in? Yeah, uh, well, first, I'd say through that whole series of events that unfolded in the last summer and slightly before that, um, that, that led to that, I, I will say that I think both organizations made errors along the way uh, and and didn't uh, make the best moves. Um, but I, I don't I don't even know if I'd blame one organization. I don't think it's at the should one organization should be blamed over another. You know, I think we both made mistakes. Um, uh, heck, you know, in July, I 
I said that Gwen Crelo and Peter Lyons weren't members of USA Curling. In fact, they were. I think the National Country Club, you know, I took that into account, but they are members of USA Curling. So that's, you know, just an example of maybe getting out a little bit in front of things. Um, small example. Um, but yeah, so I think on the way, both organizations just, you know, didn't take the right steps. I will say at this point, I, um, I last spoke to Bob Hogan in December and what he said and what I agreed with is he said, well, talk to me when, talk to us when you have a new membership model. So we have the governance 4.0 ad hoc committee. So who is uh, that Bob work. Hogan? Yeah. Who's Sorry. Bob Hogan? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Let who's me Bob? clarify. Did that go on a long time, by the way, guys? I felt like I talked a long time. Nope. No, no, you're good. You're doing right. great. Okay. So, so, uh, so yeah, so Bob Hogan is the president of the GNCC and I Got spoke it. to Bob, uh, in December, late December. And yeah, his, his thought was, look, you know, he said to me, talk to me when you have a new membership model. And I don't disagree with that. I think we Got do it. need a new mm -hmm. membership model and we are uh, working with, you know, the, the ad hoc committee is working hard at that. And I, I hope to have something, you know, or we have something shortly. Um, but so yeah. I, I haven't spoken to Bob since then. I think when we have the membership model and we'll see what happens. Um, Great. Because I certainly, you know, I'm in that area. That's my area of the country. We did have, you know, I would say, you know, I think people thought all the GNCC clubs in that region were going to leave us, and that certainly didn't happen at all. So uh, the at-large region was about 4,000 curlers, and that's primarily from the GNCC area. Great. Got it. So <clears throat> can you tell us a little bit more about this committee and what they are working on yeah so i mean first we you know it's obvious when it's governance 4.0 we've maybe we might be time for us to get this right but uh <laughs> so we the board put together a group of uh put together a group of 14 curlers from across the country uh they represent all different clubs and areas arena clubs dedicated ice clubs legacy clubs some are newer clubs some clubs, some from clubs that aren't members of USA Curling. So 14 hardworking volunteers, and I've been in the committee as an ex-officio member. I don't, I mainly just provide some details I need from time to time. Um, so yeah, so they're working on both the new membership model, and I think naturally what will fall out of that is it will impact governance. I don't see how the two would exist, you know, without without some connection. So you know, I think this, the, their task that they're working on is a new membership model that they think can function and then how that how that would impact the current governance of USA Curling. So I've heard some of the other podcasts that um, the GNCC have talked about in, uh, over the past year, and um, I didn't quite understand um, on those podcasts, I didn't quite understand why the GNCC left per se, like it couldn't get a really clear view on it. So is, um, if there's a new governance model that works for them, uh, are you confident that, uh, some things will get worked out and, and everybody's going to be okay with that? Or is the new governance model, like, is that the, just the first step? No, I think. You know, ideally, look, you know, all clubs across the country want to be part of USA Curling. I think there's a few things ahead for the committee that they have to decide, and that's even just defining what a regional association is. That would be one thing that, the you know, has to be looked at. And, and how does that work? Um, it might be exactly what it is now. I'm not, I'm not saying it could go one way or another, but 
defining regional associations and the role they play in the national organization. And I think when that happens, then, you know, I think however we work with regions or they work with us or they want to, you know, be a part of us, I think there's a, there's a good solution that is positive for everyone. Okay. So yeah. there was that survey that came out uh, a month ago I took, and, yep. and there was some uh, specific questions about regional associations and what, I think, as you said, like what that defined, was it, um, was it just location-based or not, or? Um, yeah. I mean, first, just let me make one thing clear. I think regional associations are vital for a sport, no matter what, how governance, the committee might go on governments or membership models, but regional associations are, are critical to our sport. I mean, they have touch points that a national organization just can't have um, by nature of the size of the country. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. Um, but, but yeah, I think, um, you know, I think that was part of the survey question is what, what should a regional association look like in, in some ways, if there is, if they, if they're there, what, what should it, uh, what should it, how should it be defined? Got it. Like it. What, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this question. Um, What's been the reaction? Like, did your club remain a member of the USCA? Yeah, my club did. Plainfield Curling Club did. Uh, I mean, I would say among the larger curling-specific clubs in the GNCC geographic region, the ones that weren't with us this year were Rochester, Potomac, uh, Chesapeake also didn't join. You could say Nashua and Peachtree weren't members, but they hadn't been members the previous year either, in my recollection anyways. Um, I don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, so, so in general, I mean, most, uh, you know, the majority did join. Now that doesn't mean that I regret well, for one thing, the fact that we put club leadership in those, in those clubs in a difficult spot because there was a lot of rancor towards USA curling. So then a lot of people didn't want to join USA curling and some club presidents wanted to remain with us or boards did. And they, you know, it's typically board votes sure. and some of those board members took a lot of heat for that. So um, certainly as a national organization, that's something I don't want to put our club leaders through again. But, you know, in general, you know, the majority of the clubs want to support both organizations. So, you know, most are members of both. They're just members of USA Curling is at large. Got it. Now, are you <laughs> from some of these people who were more hostile toward the USCA? Are you yep. specifically getting some of that blowback or are they directing that more toward the past leadership or toward the board or are they coming, uh, coming right after you now? Cause you're the sitting in the big chair. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think people have been, have been remarkably fair to be honest. And, um, I, I, so I certainly, I don't take much personally anyways. I mean, uh, or at least I fake it if I do. Um, so I don't think, uh, you know, I've got a pretty thick skin though. And I think most people have been really positive with some of the changes we've brought in and the, and the way we've operated this season. Um, so I feel good about that. Now there's, that doesn't mean there aren't certainly any number of people who are still upset with the organization and, you know, and question, you know, what, where we're headed. But I think in, 
by and large, most people seem this year to be willing to give us a shot, you know, which is all you can ask for. Um, and like I've always said, we have to go in and earn support and we're trying to do that and certainly far from perfect yet, but we're going to keep working towards that. Yeah, I think we all can attest to uh, the USCA for years being uh, overworked and understaffed. Um, yeah, and I would even say even beyond that, I think, you know, I think Craig would agree with this too. For decades, we had sort of a smoldering embers of, you know, USA curling and, and our and our members. And then we, you know, ended up throwing some kerosene on that. And, you know, that, that's what we had in the, in the fall. So I don't think this was even six months in the making. I think there was a lot of resentment built up over years. years. And yeah, this has been years yeah, in the making for sure. Some of it fair and some of it not, but certainly, you know, a lot of it fair. So, you know, we, we have, we realized we have still have work to do. So um, we'll keep at can, it. Can we agree that we should move on from Microsoft teams? because um, <laughs> that that uh that meeting was a just a fucking disaster with microsoft the, teams the, the, it was i don't know if teams was the culprit i will admit that we we have we have the teams platform we've had it for about three years and i don't think we use it nearly as well as we should i'm hoping to fix that a little bit in the summer but <laughs> I don't know if Teams was the culprit in the members' assembly. Well, um, there, there, was certainly, once, there was certainly enough blame, blame, blame to go around, but like, uh, yeah. Me personally, I've never had a good experience with uh, Microsoft Teams. Well, maybe the the smartest thing I I did in this entire time was when we did that first town hall right in early November when I was at the Arena Nationals, yep. and we knew it was going to be a hot one, and. Um, Colin Huffman's wife offered to help administer teams during the meeting. And that was probably the best decision I made was to say, yes, good idea. Although our Jenna Burcheski and Gabby Takis are pretty good at moderating those meetings now. Excellent. <laughs> Colin's wife yeah. works for Microsoft, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Colin does now yeah. too. Colin does, Colin does now too. Yeah. 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 He does. We're Colin's in teams. a program yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck with yeah. teams. Joel. I can't. Great. I'm, I'm going to master it, Joel. <laughs> God damn it! Well, they're gonna be—they're gonna be a sponsor before you know it. Uh, well, if they're gonna give us money, sure. But <laughs> yeah, if they start forking over to the USCA or to our podcast, either one, we're yeah, gonna be yeah, all we, on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if I'm Microsoft came to me as a sponsor tomorrow, I would make you destroy all of this podcast. So <laughs> somehow, yeah. consider it done. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm. I am not rich enough uh, to be that picky, so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, let's talk about the CEO search a little bit. And you probably can't get into much, but are you? Are did you put your name in to continue being the long, the permanent CEO as opposed to the interim CEO as your current title is? Yeah, thanks, Craig. I, I did. Uh, I've always said I was interested in the job, so I did apply for the job, and uh, I think I was informed yesterday that I made it through the first round of interviews. So now there's a final selection process at the end of April at a board meeting, and I'll be one of the candidates. So, okay. um, you know, I'm certainly hopeful. I want the job probably more than most jobs I've ever applied for. So I'd I'd really like to like to get it um but i also understand the board wanted to be wants to be transparent and go through a proper search and vet candidates and 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 that makes sense so i'll you know hopefully make my way through the process and 
and end up with a job, but uh, I can understand why the search is happening. Sure. Well, Absolutely. Is it, so is like the April, is this process similar to what it was, whatever, three years ago when yeah, what's Jeff the, Plush what's was the hired? Time, where time, timeline on like, this. There's a board meeting. So I can speak to this a little bit when I was, because I was on the board the last time, uh, there was a couple of candidates that came in and basically spoke to the entire board and had some Q&A and then, you know, we essentially, they left the room and we discussed for however long and then we voted. Um, mm. Is that kind of how the process is set up to go this time as well? Yeah, so my understanding is that's how it's going to work. Uh, I don't know if it'll be, I don't know the number of candidates it'll be in this final group, but yeah, that's my understanding of how it work, will work, Craig, similar to that. Um, you know, presentations and the questions probably, and then the board will uh, will arrive at a decision. Okay. I did not make the cut. I also didn't apply. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I sorry. mean. Uh, sorry to let Curling Nation down. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have selected you to go to the next yeah. round of interviews if I was on the board at the t any longer. Nobody not not nominated me for the job either. So, yeah. all I right. Excellent. I guess uh, you're lost. So, um, yeah. So, like, I know there was a lot of concern during the fall. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of. Not just the GNCC stuff, but the Jeff Plush, the NWSL backlash potential. There was a lot of concern about sponsors, uh, like abandoning the program uh, in general. And I think that, to my knowledge, that everybody stayed. Is that correct? Yeah, I, we, I reached out to Columbia my first week and uh, TCO Orthopedics Training House. Um, Toyota uh, is is was had already said they'd be back on a limited on a lesser basis, so they we retained them. But they had said that some time ago. They pared down their um, list of NGBs that they support, so I don't think it was unexpected. Triathlon was one that was dropped. Uh, a couple others, although. The good thing that's happened there is they uh, reached out. I kept in contact with them, and they reached out to ask for a street curling rink for an auto show. Uh, and now it's part of their activation, and now they're going to to go back to sponsoring us by paying for their, using our logo at those events. So sponsor dollars, yeah. And uh, the project of the Viking Lakes continues to be, you know, it's in design stages. There's certainly ways to go on that, but um, nobody would at the uh, – Wilf organization of the Vikings was concerned. Uh, you know, they certainly wanted to talk with me when I first started, but I think they just wanted to make sure, um, you know, that I, I had a similar idea for what they were trying to do. So uh, all in all, yeah, I feel really good about that. Um, you know, I don't think, I think the best thing maybe came from Columbia. They said, um, they said, you know, look, we're supporting, we committed to support the sport for, through this, through this quadrennial and we're going to do that no matter what. And, that's shows good. their their stake as a company in the sport and then and just their decency too right they said you know we're sponsoring a sport so good they're great to work with mm -hmm. when can i get a sweet hat like hamilton and plies were wearing at worlds at Are you the talking USCA about that store the, yeah 
Is, the is beachcomber hat they're wearing. Yeah. We the white one? We, we, at, we, at the USCA store. Yes. Right. Now open at usacurling.org. Go to shop and you can find all the Columbia gear. We had a really Boom. successful yeah. run at merchandise this year. It's there. I felt like yeah, we had a really... was there a couple days ago and didn't see the sweet hat. So. Uh, well, I was there today and I saw yeah, it. The, right. the white, Maybe it just, yeah, yeah. Right. it may have just gone up there, but the I did see it there. They got Great. the. I'm gonna get, my sweet, the, get myself a sweet hat. There, there's Thanks, a. Dean. It's not exactly easy to find. That's which, okay. I'll find it. Yeah, which uh, that's probably. Joel, Joel's giving me a little time, bit but, of advice there. Joel's giving yeah. me a little bit of advice there. Yeah, uh, don't don't notice, don't make Joel. it notice. don't make it hard for people to spend their money. There you go. Yeah, it, noted. It, I, I was just looking at it today and thought it was too several clicks to get to the entire store. All right. Yeah, well, if I'm, I'm going to get right off this call and get after that, Joel, because uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> if nothing else, yeah. I'll ask Joel to send me the link. I, uh, yeah. I think that uh, I think that you probably deserve a big pat on the back for keeping all of these sponsors on board um and i don't know how much of it was you how much of it was them whatever but uh with the amount of turmoil that was happening uh to not lose any of them uh and you had to be the guy having those conversations you got to get some of the credit um I'd certainly agree with that. And, like, yes, uh, yeah, could have gone south. Yeah. So, like, nice work on that. It would have been too well, yeah, easy I, for I them to just say, like, just look at the headlines and just say, "Nope, I'm done." Like, it would have been yeah, really easier for them I mean, to do it, and and they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to overemphasize my own role, but but I appreciate that, and I think I think really it speaks to the fact that our game is in a it's in a good place. I mean, we people see potential in our sport. Uh, we have to figure out a way to unlock it for them so that so that you know we, we get we get going you know and, and move forward but i i think that's the biggest thing about it um so speaking of uh other events and unlocking potential the uh uh u5 nationals are coming up next week yeah um, in hibbing minnesota in hibbing you're gonna be be there is that correct I am going to be there. I, like I said, I, I said I'd go to every national championship, and I have, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Is that the last one of the year? That is the last one of the season. Then we'll get uh, we'll loop around, and I think our next event next year is going to be the uh, Youth Olympic Games Playdowns, which will be here at uh, the Denver Curling Club, so in September. Yeah, yeah. I saw that they just announced today a number of the championship sites for next year. And a number of them are in yeah. Denver. No, number of them are dead. Yeah, they're in, yeah. in Den Denver. So. Well, Cool. Good, good for a, them. Denver is a the, – the both clubs here are willing to host, which is great. Not that other clubs – Broomstones just did the Junior Nationals, did a terrific job. Um, but we are trying to get well ahead of the event schedule compared to where we are before. I think Aaron Carroll and I spent most of the day today on trying to do that, and that's everything from arenas for our men's and women's nationals and our trials and then um, finding clubs that really want to host, host national events and – you know, one thing we're trying to do, as I said earlier, is just be better partners to those host clubs too. So, uh, you know, I, I can understand why there was reluctance among host among clubs in the United States to host events. Uh, it was understandable. So, but we've worked pretty hard this year to try to change some of that, and we'll keep doing that. 
So I wanted to bring up the youth, the five five and under because I think um, that's brought up a whole new structure to the game, where uh, there's uh, five and under nat nationals, and now there's a whole new Bonspiel circuit of five and under spiels, um, and I think that's a I think that's turned out to be a really important aspect to. Uh, curling in the U.S. that have given more more opportunities for uh, new curlers to figure out what bond spieling is and to meet new curlers um, and get out and play 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 the game. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. I mean, you know, the you know, it's funny. I I I thought. Because I people outside the sport sometimes think when we say five and under, they think we're having a national championship for preschoolers. Um, so I actually, every every other sport, my son plays baseball, right? It's thirteen U, twelve U. Yep. So yep. Um, yep. So I I actually put well, we have our nationals. Like there's eighteen U and there's twenty one U, and now we've got five U. So I can understand yeah. that. I put a I put out a thought that you know start calling it the new curler nationals for players with five years of experience or less. But um, I had a bit of pushback on new curler nationals from that group. And I took it and they, they, you know, I think some of them were, you know, were said, well, now I've been curling for a while, which is true, but you know, I was just mm -hmm. trying to find some way to get away from five U. anyways, that's a whole other thing, but it's a great circuit. Um, the curlers in that group are really enthusiastic. Um, you know, and one of the things, you know, some people said to me, well, the first, you know, the USWCA, they, they launched it really. Um, and people were involved then. So, you know, it was a pretty social event. It's still a very social event, but I also, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad they do. They want, they want it to feel like a real championship and that's what we're going to work to provide in Hibbing. You know, they want, the, you know, they want timers. They want, you know, they want uh, the things that make it feel like a national mm. championship. So um, that's, that's been exciting to see. So, uh, why can't they name themselves? Like it's all the skip names. Like it's so uh current nation spot sponsored team, the the purple pretend tenders, uh good luck to them in Hibbing, and they can't be called the Purple Pretend Tenders as they name themselves. Um not really sure why they call themselves that, but um but they you were know, told they you know, can't Joel, be. You're, yeah, <laughs> they can't be called the Purple Tenders. Their team, uh, they are Team Deong. So, um, I, um, you know, it's funny. I saw this. Aaron got that email today. Yeah. So, um, so they're your. Why are they not Team Curling Nation? If you're really sponsoring them. Because our budget isn't that good. Let's let's not muddle <laughs> up this argument with facts, Dean. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I, I think it's worth uh, looking at. I'm going to get off this call and I'll discuss it. With I didn't even again, know we so. were sponsoring them until the 30 <laughs> seconds ago. I mean, yeah. By sponsoring them, I paid to put their logo, our logo, on their jackets. Okay. Yeah. It cost me, I yeah. think, fifteen dollars. Oh. Good. And to be fair, they were already the purple purple pretend tenders when yeah. uh, they approached us. Yeah. So that's fine. Um. Yeah, I will. I will do. Yeah, well, I will. I will see what I can find out That's on this. So there, well, there's Joel. like a there's a huge marketing opportunity to, to there. Yeah, you could for teams to be called, uh, yeah, team Dewalt drills. Like, well, I, I, I agree, and I think I think we'll eventually see that. I agree with you. From the um, guy, from team. the guy who pioneered the micro sponsorship. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. All right. I, I hear you. See, I'm I'm willing to listen to all constructive criticism, so I'm going to take this back and look yeah. at it. So um, well, I know, like, yeah, like when teams get, you know, when when teams go to Worlds, like, yes, they're 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 Team USA, they're Team Sweden, they're Team uh, yeah. whatever, but USA, Team USA. But when, but before that, they can be, yeah, Team M and M's. I agree. I think there's room for that. I think, um, you know, you're also, I'm going to have to, I need all this time to, to work with Jerry at Curling Zone about how to get to make this work out. So, no, um, point taken. Saw the email today. Well, I, I just heard about it briefly. It's, I don't, that's an interesting yeah. fact, though. Like, I mean, it's one thing here in five and unders uh, where maybe somebody gets you know uh their shirts paid for but you know i mean yeah what's to say team schuster doesn't want to turn into team allianz because that's their one yep. of their major team sponsors um i i don't know well, i never I, never really considered yeah. that before which maybe their team allianz at the slams but in the at play, play down they have to be team schuster maybe or yeah yeah well, we've really opened something up here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to come up with uh, to consider both sides of this argument here, Joel. That's a can of worms. Dean wasn't yeah. looking to fish this weekend. Yeah, more mo, mo money, more money, more money. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, what else you got, Craig? I got I got a couple Craig's more got things. A great list. I got a list of things. He actually wrote stuff time, down for the first time ever. I look like I'm professional. I'm, it's too bad you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I have bummer, a piece of yeah. paper and a pen. And, and when, no, I can see you. I and, did, I did and see notes. When did you ask you. for that uh, piece of paper, don't, paper don't, and pen? Yeah, I did I, it in between the time we first got on the phone with you and the time yeah. that you got back yeah. on the phone with us. Yeah. I, um, I just want to make sure our no research street cred is still going on. <laughs> well, we're still not doing research. I'm just taking notes uh, so I, I don't just, forget yeah. which questions. I just I don't want ask. people to get confused that. We're doing research for the show. Yeah, we did a show oh, the, the other day with the uh, Australian mixed doubles team. And yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until after the show was done. I'm going to put that in the that, like That's going to be in the, in the intro. Uh, <laughs> that we realized that they had just gone to a fairly major mixed doubles cash spiel and won it like two days earlier. <laughs> and we, did, we had so no the, clue. None of yeah. us had the any no idea at the all. No the no, the no research bona fides are intact. I don't yeah. think oh, yeah. to worry oh, about it. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay. So one thing, I, every week I ask my wife if she has a question, and my kids. Uh, my kids weren't paying attention this week, but uh, if they have a question for the guest. And my wife said that apparently the Curly News isn't putting in local Bonspiel results this year. Is that... I don't know. I don't even know if it's true because I didn't research it. <laughs> well, I didn't either. I think your wife no, they... is salty because she's won about a hundred bond spiels. This Actually, year. she wasn't. <laughs> but somebody else, when she was at the club at one point in the last few weeks, somebody was mad because they didn't get in the curly news Got and they it. thought they should have. Mm -hmm. And it. now maybe the spiel just didn't send in the results. But yeah. is is that uh, is that? actually the case or is it just a budget cut thing or have you decided that has the somebody running the curling news decided that we're not doing that anymore 
Well, what's interesting is before I started um, the Curling News, it ceased publication, the, the paper version of it. So sure. we do an e-newsletter every, we try to do an e-newsletter every month. But um, I'm actually, will give some thought to bring the Curling News printed thing, the printed piece back in some form. We just have to make it more cost effective. It might be a thing that maybe we do once a year and it gets shipped directly to clubs versus to every member's home to save money. So um, I think there was some value in it, actually, even though when, you know, it was, you know, we stopped printing it. I, I thought it was a good cost effective move, but there might be some value in bringing it back in some form. On, on Bonspiel results, there's no concerted effort to not include Bonspiel results. Um, we frankly probably just haven't done as good a job of tracking that this year and getting it in that monthly newsletter. And I'll, I'll take, I'll take full blame for that. Um, you know, oh, I we'll think pass it off gonna, on somebody else. Well, if we're going to be, <laughs> we'll you know, I, I think it's, it's probably Joel's. Yeah, fault. it's fine. You know, so I think it's something people liked and it's something we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure out how to do more efficiently. I don't mind the digital version. I think the digital version is fine, but I was hesitant uh, for a long time. I thought because I was on the board when we had these mm. this discussion every year. Yeah, fair. this thing is costing us way too much money, and I'm like, but everybody like not everybody, but I'm like, but people like it, and I liked having the physical copy. But I, I think knew, that's the key thing. I knew how expensive it was, it was but in now that it's the physical copy has gone away. I think it's okay. Like, I know how much of a cost savings it is. Got it. Got and it. I know that the budget's tight. And with any of that knowledge, I still think you get the same amount of information. Uh, sure. Or close to it. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the same page with you there, Craig. I mean, I don't, you know, I I was, like I said, it's it's uh, the, the one thing it provided that you mentioned was it's a, it's a physical reminder of your USA Curling membership. And one of the things I've said to people is um, we need to do a better job of that in, in, a, in myriad ways, right? So, in fact, one of the things like you have that. now within within our Sport 80 platform, you can actually download a membership card. If we had a different budget, I would love to mail where you join and you get a hat. And maybe we, maybe that becomes factored into membership that there's going to be a hat that, you know, you're uh, when you, or something. You know, we need some more physical things. Right now, you can download your membership card and get 10% off in our store with a code. So, trying to do more things, hardly there. But um, that's one thing you're right, Craig, that the Curling Nose did. It was, okay, this is a physical reminder of USA Curling, and we need more of those. I appreciate that you're serious about this, but I can't take anything seriously. Can I get a badge or something? <laughs> a patch? A badge. We have a, no, badge? I want a badge. Like okay. a cop? Yeah, like a, I want a tin star oh. that says I'm a USA Curling. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> we all know that. That's fine. We'll send that to our merchandise manager, yeah, okay. Gabby, so she'll, uh, she'll source those <laughs> yeah, for you. She'll shoot that down as fast <laughs> as Merchandise recommendations, yeah. badges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't take anything seriously, but uh, I like that. That's, that's neat that you can get 10% off. Yeah, then now you can get, yeah. can get, get a deal on your hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Excellent. Um, is, there, is there anything like in the pipeline that you want to or can promote uh, that you think is coming up or you got some secret things that you can't talk about because they're still being worked on? Yeah, I, I think, you know, things relating to broadcasting and, and, and other things, probably not a whole lot to divulge right now. 
Um, but, uh, you know, there's things I'm excited about. We have, you know, we got a $50,000 donation from Bill Peskoff and the Peskoff Charitable Fund, and that's funding a program that will send our national team and elite level athletes, not just national team members, out to clubs to deliver clinics and community engagement. Uh, and what it really does is at no cost to the club. Um, we're hopeful that clubs will also, you know, work with us to develop some revenue at those events so that the 50,000 becomes sustaining. So that's something I'm excited about. It's been announced, but we really won't get rolling till next season, next traditional curling season. Um, you know, other things in the works, uh, we're going to continue to try to build this merchandise business. Um, we are looking at adding some more championships, um, whether that's a U21 mixed doubles or a high school championship. Uh, Can the Kellers sustain that many more championships? Like that seems like a lot yeah. of work. It's always a, it's always a, you're right, Joel. It's a, it's a balance. You can't just say, Oh, we want to, um, you know, we want, we let's just add all these championships because we will reach a point where if we don't have more money and resources, we can't keep doing Talk that. Talk to USA Triathlon about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, Katie Baker was with us, used to be at USA Triathlon. Oh, really? So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's, there's things to manage there. We also have, you know, the, uh, World Curling Federation is still, needs a site for the pan continental championships next year so we've been trying to see if there's a place that maybe in the united states could host that but uh there's some certainly some real challenges there um to make uh, that we hosted happen some but, outdoor um, curling here in um monona during the pandemic that was that was a lot of fun so like that's earlier in the season just saying we could in the year. We we're not going to be able to make ice in the park oh uh, damn it by by early november whenever that event was october even yeah but no that, that'd be a yeah, good event to have in the u.s somewhere for sure yeah it's it's a big it's a big job that's a, it needs you know you need about nine sheets of ice and you need uh an arena and, holy crap you know so because it's so two like, groups right it's there's a a group and then there's yeah. a b group so it's i think it's close to 30 countries and yeah it's a lot. a lot of infrastructure so you need uh two clubs so you're talking about either hipping last chance style or minneapolis st paul somewhere yeah i mean i'd love to bring an event to uh the twin cities and and one of the in like a nationals to one of the arenas there but the demand for them with hockey is so high when we need them yeah got it yeah so it sounds like there's some stuff coming not all of it you can talk yeah. about, but yeah. that's great. Good. Yeah. And I and then, you know, we touched on it earlier. I think there's a new membership model and governance will happen as well. So you know. excellent. Excellent. Um, so that's yeah. Um so as as US curlers, like we all want to see US curling succeed in participation and numbers and certainly at, at uh world championships as well. So um, what can U.S. curlers do other than just donate to the fund of U.S. Yeah. curling, like buy pins and merch? Like, um, well, buy what, pins and merch what, for sure. Buy um, pins and buy pins and merch, but like, uh, what 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 can we do as U.S. curlers to uh, support the cause or put forth so U.S. I think curling? there's a yeah, there's a couple things there, right? I mean, certainly for one thing, just people who commit time and energy is, is super valuable. And I've 
I've said that this year at every national championship that I've been humbled by the willingness of people to, you know, devote time and their talents to the sport and this organization. So that's certainly one way. Obviously, money is another. Um, one of the things I, I want to do a better job of uh, and this athlete and engagement initiative is one example that people want specific things and programs to support. So I hope going forward, I mean, when you look at the game itself, when in some of the major markets like here in Denver, it's not so much a, a finding members; it's finding it's it's figuring out how to accommodate them. So we have a facility issue to address, and that might be something that could be a major donor push. Um, so, you know, even as it goes back to relates to the membership model, we've never we've never asked either. By the way, we've never asked the curling community and worked for it, but we've never asked or worked for you know more than the thirty four dollars. So. $34 to me has always been really reasonable. Um, but we haven't said, hey, would you also maybe like to donate 25 to a junior curling initiative and outline it? So um, I think in a new membership model, we might see some of that and people would feel good about where their money, it was supporting something very specific. I think that that'd be a pretty good pro program where uh, you identify uh juniors or just developmental or uh club facilities like you can donate to these yeah. four or five different pro programs wherever you, your heart desires and you can donate to those i think that's a i think that's a pretty good idea i mean one of the things that that bothers me is you know when i talk to a club that's struggling because they are you know their compressor blue or whatever and you know i i would i wish i you know, there was a fund and we were able to say, okay, well, here's a, here's a zero interest loan or a low interest loan or a grant or whatever. And, and so I think that that's something that donors might be willing to support. Um, so yeah, those, those are all things to, to work on in terms of how we, how we, you know, handle people, things that people want to do to help USA Curling. Like I said, first time and energy, super valuable. And it's been evident this year and money certainly another way. And yeah, buy all the buy all the caps and puffer jackets and everything else we're selling that you can. <laughs> if we had mm -hmm. you on video here, people could see the puffer jacket because I think you were wearing one. Mm -hmm. But uh, I got the vest done. Yeah. I mean, you got to oh, get the vest the and the jacket. You know, but, so uh, but. but people are just gonna have to go to the USAC store. I'm not made of money, Dean. To uh, <laughs> go buy. It. It's valuable. It's got value. USACurling.org. Keep you warm. And then send shop. us, send us yeah. a couple, and we'll wear them on the show. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can see now that the media play for merch. I hear you. No. no. Uh, yeah. How about uh, you know you're you're kind of the face of the organization right now, and you mentioned a bunch of people. Uh, who I mean, are there some people you want to highlight since we've got you on the show that have really been uh you know lifting their weight this year or you know punching above their weight class uh, yeah i mean, I mean I, i'm I, sure you I, want to highlight everybody but yeah no i i i could go on here but because obviously yeah, i've been a public face and ask answering a lot of questions etc but i have not been doing uh you know 10 percent of the work i guess that goes on um you know our staff uh jenna Bercheski, gabby takis uh hannah the the um uh, Amy and Rob, and I mean, it, it, now I got to name everybody, but uh, I, I would name everybody on our <laughs> staff. And and yeah, and all our international and anybody on our staff this year has been willing to to contribute anything. I mean, Pete Annis, this 
is our wheelchair national team coach and he's he's helping us ship merchandise this week so i have to thank all of them i have to thank um uh athletes who have been really supportive this year uh and, and that's at all levels from our you know our our top teams to people who are competing in things like the club nationals they've been giving me lots of thoughts and support and et cetera. So that, and they've been great. Um, and then our national our athletes at championships have been great about just focusing on the task at hand. That was big during the pan continental championships, for instance, when those two teams, there's all these things going on of, with our organization. And then I think all our, you know, like I said, I mentioned club leadership before. I think they've been, you know, certain clubs have really been so helpful. And, and then the event hosts, um, you know, I spent a lot of, I had a lot of sleepless nights worrying about where we were going to put championships. So sure. every club that stepped up this year, really grateful for them. I think, uh, well, I'm going to ask a question and then you can answer it. And then if I don't like your answer, I'm going to tell you how to answer it. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a good media training exercise. Yeah. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of a two-parter, but like, What's for this past? I don't know when you took that took over. About October, is that, uh, that November one? I guess November really, one. Yeah. So whatever, five months, yeah. six months here. Uh, what's your? What do you think your biggest kind of loss was? And what's what was your biggest win? Um. Yeah. So uh, biggest loss. Well, you know there were. I one thing i screwed up was i was more incendiary in an email that went out to everybody than i needed to be i, I wanted to raise a topic and I, I didn't do it as well as i should have and I, I regretted that um you know jessica schultz uh went on to another job that was difficult and to, to manage through that and we had to hire a new we hired a new controller when eric gleason left so those were sort of staff changes to manage through um but i think the you know on the organization side, I, I think it's just, you know, we've, we've run really good championships, I think, but maybe got tripped up a couple times by our by our rule book that we're going to examine in the off offseason. Um, so those would be a couple losses. I think wins have been, you know, really showing some people that, you know, we do want every championship that we run to be special and not feel like Tuesday league night. So I'd say that's a win. I don't know how else I could answer that. I don't know if I should have been more specific, Craig, according no, to the training. No, that was good enough. It was, uh, you All left right. out one thing that I think was definitely a win was the uh, the, the broadcasting. Uh, oh, right. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and I, I yeah, think I that should've... that went over very well at men's and women's. Uh, I watched a bit of the juniors that looked good. Um and I think well, actually, I feel terrible about forgetting that now because, uh, yeah, you know, John and Joel, and 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 um, and and uh, Cam and and Jerry at Curling Stadium, that was a huge win for us this year. And just the fact that with them we were able to show all the games, every draw was huge, and uh, that was, um, you know, it was a great thing that we started working with them. And I want to continue that relationship because they were they were terrific. It was a very exhausting week, but it was uh, it was fun to see it at at the end. Like uh, it all worked. Uh, despite yeah, that, you know, and I remember despite that, that yeah, first, that game, first but, night was yeah, first night was tricky, and we we're all stressed because we knew what we were yeah. up against. But uh, credit to you and John for yeah. and John, I think for finding some problems and figuring them out. And yeah, I couldn't be yeah. happier with that. Which yeah, that first game that was a 
uh, hardware problem with a brand new out of box uh, network switch, which yeah. uh, typically shouldn't happen with uh, a professional brand like like we used. So was, that was it was Gremlins. Gremlins, man, they were out there that night. Those goddamn gr Gremlins. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I think um, uh, I was out in Den Denver pushing the ones and twos, as Mike says, and. I like to call and, them ones and, twos. <clears throat> and moving the ca ca cameras around and um i think it all it all worked fairly well there's some things out that uh currently state stadium is certainly going to improve on as um as the years progress but uh i think overall it went pretty well i think if you're gonna let tyler george continue to prattle on you're gonna need to have a uh uh, sponsorship with uh, Dr. Pepper Zero. I think that was the. Uh... I know. I know he was <laughs> he was pushing for that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think one of the things one of the things I've appreciated is I feel like you know, and I know John and I and, and you will all talk in the off season about ways we can make it better, right? Um, and whether that's how it looks or what we do, whatever. I mean, there's there's it's a good open dialogue, and um, yeah. that's the kind of thing I like to do. And but I yeah, thrilled the first season, and it was certainly nerve wracking because I know. You know, if those problems hadn't been resolved, there would have been a lot of criticism of us that week. Yeah, but now ho hopefully you have enough to uh, enough of a baseline to go to uh, Columbia or other future spot sponsors to bring in, saying, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is the n numbers we're getting, and it, it's only going to improve." Yeah, I mean, I think it's all part of any conversation we have to get more eyeballs on our sport, right? However that happens. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, the, the sports media landscape, as you guys know, is so different right now, and, and everybody's trying to find their way through it. So having some proof of concept is, is really valuable. Um, have you spoken to um, other Team USA sports on their struggles with uh, getting on TV or getting on other streaming plat platforms or is everybody pretty much just on their own uh, get it out wherever yeah. you can it's the wild wild west no there, there, are, there are definitely some collective efforts underway um, that we've been invited to be a part of and we're talking to people about some collective efforts with other NGBs um, you know I think everybody involved with those efforts hmm. uh, knows that it's not easy yeah, because um, NBC shut down the NBC shut down their NBC Sports and their Olympic Chant 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 Channel, and yep, and which is unfortunate. And they're actually, yeah, they've really exited a lot of live sports in general, right? So they, um, and I think uh, a few years ago, the notion, the idea was that everybody thought they would start moving sports onto Peacock, and that hasn't really happened either. So. Uh, it's a bit unclear what what their plans are for sports at the moment, but they're certainly not broadcasting Olympic sports and non-Olympic years like they once were. So, you know, one I think curling still has a good we have a good card to play here with our sport, but um, you know, you have to whatever it is, you have to prove the ROI for whether it's for a network or a sponsor that's going to underwrite it um, or a streaming service. You're going to have to prove the ROI on it, and that's still work we have to do. For sure. I'm out of things yeah. on my piece of paper. Oh, I'm yeah. out of questions. <laughs> okay. 
Well, that's good. I'm going to uh, tell you guys, I'm also at 5% power on my phone. So oh, geez. All right. You all know I dragged the showdown. So you did know. drag the showdown. Yeah. You did and you do. Both. <laughs> um, well, we normally ask everybody questions. We already asked you all these questions once yeah. when you were on the show in mm-hmm. season one, which, by the way, is still yeah. one of my favorite episodes. Um, it's it's my one of my favorites too. I mean, no, it was so much fun that night. It was so much fun. I had... actually, it's the only one I've ever listened to. Seriously, <laughs> listen to no, one I'm more kidding. at least. Yeah. Besides I'm kidding. this one, I listen. No, and... you're on my re- when I'm driving anywhere. You guys are on my regular list of listens of yeah, my curling right. podcasts yeah. I go through. We'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's probably a pretty short list for curling podcasts anyway. So yeah, that's but, all right. Yeah. yeah. That Kevin get, Martin one, they just they do so many shows and they just ramble on about the same stuff all the time. It seems. Uh, the, the, I just I, I just was, don't care about Canadian competitive curling. I just don't. Yeah. It's well, I was, we won't get that into that. We don't want to bash no, yeah. anybody else. No, it's a good one to. It's a different perspective on the sport for sure than we're doing. Hundred percent. Uh well, you got any? Do you have anything else you want to add that we didn't talk about? Yeah. No, I just want to thank you guys for uh, having me on. And uh, like I think I've said this earlier, but thank all the people in the curling community who have been so supportive this year and our staff. I'm just watching here now. See, here's the guy I forgot to mention, Sean Olson, just leaving the rink right now. Oh, yeah, Sean. Uh, He's been here all day and uh, super great asset to the organization and uh, really – been great to have him we had him at as many national championships as we can this year so i just had that i'm glad sean just came out so um and and but, sean, um, sean is on his way up to uh five and under as well yeah, he'll right? be inhibiting he'll be inhibiting working and helping them with the ice there and leading great. you know helping that crew so it's great but yeah no i i, I want to say too i appreciate what you guys are doing you know i i think uh you know, curling media matters, and the more people we have out there making contributions, the better off we'll be. So I appreciate that as well. We'll take it. Damn, feel good about ourselves. Yeah, right after Sean, good. Little, little pat on right after Sean. Right after Sean, out came Lauren Rich, who's one of our members of Sean's crew from Portland. Awesome. And Jeff, I think our eyes are out there too. He's probably in bed. He just went. Jeff, you just went by me. Oh, man. Yeah. He's right. out there, too. Yeah. Great. No, you're good, buddy. You're good. Yeah. He he worked yeah. us last week. We went and had to do the squeegee party at our yeah. club where we squeegee all the ice uh, and paint off the floor. Get the water so, out. Yeah. That's right. A lot we of work. Did a great job. We did do a great yeah. job. <laughs> Damn right. There was no paint or water left all when, right. we, when let's we let, left. Let's let Dean get out of here before yeah. this gets cut off abruptly. Yeah. And his phone dies. Thanks, thanks yeah. again for having me, and I hope to uh, I hope to see you guys soon, and maybe be back at the Madison Club in not too long. That'd be great. Yeah, we'd love to see you. Sounds thanks, good. Guys. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Dean. All right. Later. Bye. All right, season three, episode thirteen. It's in the books. Big thanks to interim CEO, maybe long term CEO, who knows? Whatever. Uh, Dean Gemmel for joining the show. That was a great interview. Good chat with him. Uh, big thanks to Modus Financial for continuing to sponsor the show, moduscc.com for your POS or credit card processing needs. Check them out. Otherwise, get some cards. Summer Spiel, 
Bond spiel. I don't even know how much curling is left. We don't, I mean, we don't have very many shows left, so there can't be much curling left. Curling Nation at curlingnetwork.com. You can always use them next season. They don't go bad or anything. No expiration date on the cards. Otherwise, uh, interact with the show. Email us. Curling Nation, curlingnetwork.com. Facebook, Twitter. We're out there. Find us. Who do you want on the show next year? Who do you want us on the show? I don't know. Are we going to have a guest for the last one? Tune in. Find out. Who knows? That's it. Mike McDermott. Craig. Not Craig. Out.